Welcome everyone to our podcast. It's Zero here with Slider and Decade. Uh, today we're looking at episode eight of Kamen Rider XA titled "Men Fly High." I guess first thing to note is uh, in the opening we finally started getting the clips from the summer, well, not summer, the crossover movie inside the opening. Your thoughts, Decade? Uh, well, basically, the crossover is just going to encompass Riders, Wizard, Onward, and... The uh, absence of Coda's actor. Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, they brought back, uh, Haruto's actor and yes. Shinosuke's actor. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Of course, Takuri's actor, but, uh, Gakusona, Sano, is off to do other things. And yeah, I figured that'd be the listening case. Listening to the trailer, it seems like. Somebody who's trying to impersonate him. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure they just got him to do, like, the voiceover for the... I don't know, it's been a while since I've heard him. I would love it if it was voiceover. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's Even if they it's did. just a soundboard, as long as it's not something <laughs> new. Yeah, I kind of have a feeling that, uh, it's mostly gonna be Ghost and X-Aid, of course. But I do hope that Soma and Shinosuke get their their fair share of screen time. I wouldn't do I would like, um, I know since it's probably just gonna be one big story like last year, but I would still like to see something like the, uh, Forza and O's movie, where Double still got a fair share. Yeah, yeah, that would be so cool. That was pretty awesome. You know what I actually want? I, because it's pretty early, I hope they do, uh, man, I keep bringing, like, Z Cross. <laughs> I wonder if you guys have even seen it. I have not. Nope. No? Okay. Basically, Z-Cross was going to be a series, but it never got that chance. Uh, what they were going to do is they're going to do, like, this... It's movie, and it was just going to be, like, a pilot for the series. Um, I thought that was Shin. Yes. Um, but Z-Cross was before... Uh, like, he was Shin. before yeah, yeah. Black. Because Shin... Because Z-Cross is technically Showa. Uh... We lumped Shin in with Showa, but I believe technically Shin, Zio, and J are all. I mean, IRX is pretty much Heisei when Heisei started, like two thirds. But of they're the still way. grouped in with the uh, Showa writers. Yeah, I, I think like it's just it's Kuga onward is Heisei now. I mean, it's sort of like Godzilla yeah. where they do the like series, right? You know, like and now we're in Shin Godzilla. That was a cool movie. <laughs> Yeah. We can talk about that at a later date when there's no X8 or something. Sure. Or not at all. Who knows? But back to uh, X8 episode 8. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was pretty fun. I mean, that trailer was... That's basically what it is, right? They're, the intros are trailers. Uh, they kept right. like a lot smaller than they did in like Coast. Holy crap, man! Coast is like every week. It's like, oh, we're gonna spoil more and more. Let's better go out and see it now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure they're gonna keep going after the movie comes out because that's out like either this week or next next week. Yeah, but for Coast it was week. so mandatory. I guess they had to do that. Um, because the characters just show up and they expect you to know them. Um. But for this, at least it's fine. It looks fun, and man, like, this damn intro was awesome as it was, but then they cut it with, like, the the more action-y footage from the movie, and it's even more awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, if it's okay with you two, I'm gonna go on a short toy collector sure rant. Uh, so, actually, I, the Excite, the opening, I love this song. So, not even toy collector, but music. Yeah, Coco Music. It's great. Uh, Avex, the publishing company, can't seem to make up their minds out of looking at updates. Uh, so, the Excite CD uh, releases January 18th, 2017, which is a stark contrast to Ghost and Drive's openings, which pretty much released the first week of December. And then going back past that, Gaim's literally released, I think, week one of the show. Which was weird enough already. Yeah. Just like, so, week one to eight episodes in or whatever. And then we get to Wizard, who, uh, was end of September, I want to say. 
which was two months in, and Forza was two months in. It's just like, they can't seem to make up their mind. Yeah, I mean, and then, yeah. since Japanese licensing is a freaking nightmare, I mean, that's why there's like so many agencies to help and to make the process a pain in the ass. Right. But, so, like, you never know what the hell's going on. And, and then my toy collector rant on this is, uh, so they're making, as far as right now, four different versions of the CD are being released. There's the typical just CD. There's the CD plus the music video C, uh, DVD. And then there's two different gash apps. There's one that plays, uh, the theme song, Excite, on it. <laughs> nice. Which I love because it's show music. The theme song is on the gimmick toys, and I love that. And then the other one is battle music from the show on the gas chat. And I was just like, what? You had to buy the CD twice. Okay, is I, it battle music or is it like the writer's themes? I, it said, I don't know. All it says is battle music, 40 seconds of it. That's all it says right now. Well, we'll see. We'll learn more about that in the coming month, but. I, I don't know, I'm just annoyed that you have to buy it twice, especially when the sets with the gas shots are yeah, 3,300 yen a piece. I'm sure the Deno CDs were so small with like the 5 million versions of its theme. Um, yeah. I mean, at least when Kiva, they made like extra stuff, it was extra stuff. You know, instead of like the same thing. But it's freaking Toei and Bandai we're talking about here. They will well, Toei, edit. Bandai, and Avex. Uh, Avex is the people who published music. I know. It's like the combination of people who are just going to milk this <laughs> like no tomorrow, right? Right. Plus, okay. you have to remember like the Japanese market for media consumption is totally different than outside of Japan. I know. Yeah. It, it makes no sense as an American. To me, at least. I mean, like, stuff like that, not, but I'm sure it's a lot more common in Japan. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of why you have to be a really freaking hardcore to be a taco in Japan, because, like, literally it's like food money or, or, you know, stuff I'm into money. <laughs> because, like, their prices are crazy high, and yeah, this is the type of crap that happens. It's like, okay, support the show, buy four damn CDs. Well, and then there's the, uh, we are getting off topic, so we'll go back in a bit. But, uh, this, just a heads up for future listening, this was recorded 1130, uh, 2016. Well, which is two days after Final Fantasy 15 launched. And you know you've got a problem. When to keep track of all the versions, you have to have a spreadsheet. <laughs> they made an official spreadsheet to keep track of each of the versions for the Japanese Final Fantasy 15. Damn. You're almost as bad as Windows Vista there. Okay, so getting uh, back no, to... No, seriously, they actually have charts in textbooks about, like, okay, it's the version of Vista, and what does it do? Uh, I know, I've seen those are on the back, what's included. So yeah, back to X-Aid episode 8, meant by high. Just probably get back to that. And the actual episode itself. So we left off episode 7 with... uh. Ty, not Taiga, Kyria being distrusted once more. Uh, the daddy still has one of his twin, uh, bugsters going, running around, and Taiga's chasing it. So the dad's still in the hospital, or wherever they are. So, uh, the, the episode pretty much starts off with a scene of him who just checking in on the patient, and then we cut to Asuna. It's Asuna, right? Yeah. Poppy's Poppy's disguise. Um, talking to the daughter, and she said she she felt like she had to help the factory because it's so small. That's and then, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's kind of strange because you see her trying to explain the dad's logic and why he's pushing her away because he wants her to do her own thing and not worry yeah. about his problems. <laughs> but then with Kitia, it's just attack him, don't trust him. So it's yeah, interesting right. to see that contrast between Poppy 
and Kitia and Asuna and the patient. It's like, they really are like two completely different people. Which is kind of strange, but pretty awesome at the same time. So yeah, then the uh, Emu Raymond. Oh, sorry. Did you have anything to say on that zero? I'm <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, most of that was covered before, but um, yeah, it is good to see like the contrast um, in their personalities because AI and human, you know, slight differences. Um, you know what you're supposed to do is like distress Kyria, and maybe that's why she's projecting so hard on that, but. And then you see like her own like personality, like how perceptive she is, where it's like, you know, like she totally understood what the dad was going for there, which is pretty impressive. So then after that discussion, we cut back to Amu, uh, thinking back to when he got uh, tricked by Kyria this last episode seven, uh, with the, it's Dan. With the stunt double and everything. Um, and she's like, that doesn't really matter. We can focus on that later, but right now we need to, the patient comes first. Thoughts? Well, he, he brings up the point that, like, uh, when he's talking to the patient, uh, because, it's pretty obvious by now that his daughter isn't the only thing that's stressing him out. Right. So it's kind of weird. Oh, it's kind of interesting that the whoever's infecting the patients, they're kind, they're using the two bugsters to attack them on like two different fronts. So I wonder if we're gonna see more of the double infections, or if that's just kind of to get these. To just to get the level threes rolling. No, knowledge of the toy catalogs. I'm pretty sure that's pretty much done. Okay. Um, and just looking at the story we've already had set up, uh, this completes nine of our ten gashats uh, that we initially set out to have. Hmm. The, the the base story said, and as we'll get to the last one is in the next episode. So I don't think we're having any more double gasha, okay. double bugsters like this. Just a guess. That's interesting, but I mean, it was a good setup, I guess, while it lasted, considering like it was. It was. Uh, plus, it showed like Emma's growth, um, where you know he was so naive, and now he's like just becoming like he's. Dan's words are basically coming true, where it's like he's becoming less, more disheartened as time goes on. But you're also seeing his, him maturing faster because it's like, no, I, I gotta focus on what's important. And like, you know, his heroic side. I mean, more decent person side, but it shows like, you know, a good hero should be carrying, as in contrast to what some of the other writers do in this episode. Um, but yeah, it is interesting that they found someone with two stressors. Like, I wonder if that was planned or if they just like, okay, dude, here you're infected with two boxsters, and then that, like, yeah, I think it, it probably just was a coincidence. Or actually, I think it's there's two stressors because they put two gash at two boxsters in them, and that's what the writers wanted to do. Indeed. I know, but like. Yeah, everything any character does is that's what the writers want to do. But, you know, I wonder, like, how much of it's planned and how much of it's just on the fly. I mean, we can only see that coming, know all that info going forward, seeing more of the villains. But, like, up till now, like, it's kind of hard to tell. Like, this show is so good with its writers and its villains. Like, basically, it hasn't pulled the rug out from under me enough for me to go like, alright, I know you're faking this. Uh, <laughs> like some shows where it's like they pretend to be smart and then you're like, no, you're clearly BSing. You're just making this as you go along. <laughs> um, but as of right now, like I can't tell how how smart the villains are. Right? Like, Did they find a guy 
who had like complex things to put two Bucksters in? Did they just put it in the guy and you know the Bucksters themselves decided on two different stressors? Did they just put it in and you know the Bucksters decided to do whatever the hell they wanted? Like I don't. <laughs> so it's like I can't tell how much of it's planned and how much not. And that's not one of those like muddy things of like what the hell are the villains doing? It's like it's a show like surprising competence in writing where it's like okay I can't discount how good and how dangerous these guys are but if it was just luck you know at least yeah. it's not cheap you know the show's not playing it up as like oh look at this brilliant plan or something that the villains had and, you know later on you just find out it, that was total bullshit <laughs> Ghost <coughs> Ghost was okay but man freaking that, that plan drive which plan Adele's plan yeah okay he went off the deep end and the show went off the deep end they yeah. should be focusing more on the ghost uh theme not the eyeball theme the show is called Common Rider Ghost the not show... Common Rider Eyeball well okay this show is called whatever the hell Toe and Band I want, but the other problem is, <laughs> the other problem is, I mean, like Hibiki, did we, did we forget that happened? Um, right, um, the problem was, uh, most, like half the show was written without the head writer. And that's kind of the problem. It's like, the movies are really in continuity with Ghost. And the problem, that's good, but the problem is they pulled their, writer constantly off coast to write the damn movies and so it's like what the hell was the priority there Tawe? it's like no wonder you fucked the show up it's like you gave it to the secondary guy to go from point a to point i don't know freaking z or maybe not that far but like halfway with like no ideas really how to get there so it's it's one of those things where like Tawe does dumbass shit to their writers. Right. Like, especially, like, it's the same problem with Wizards. Like, okay, it's a one writer show. It's like, no, it's not. Now it's two. It's like, no, it's not. Now it's five. Can I use? No. You don't get to use them properly. It's like, what the fuck? You know? And the same thing with Ghost. It's like, they pulled the main guy off to do the damn movie. It's like, why would you do that? <sighs> at, at least this show hasn't been fucked with apparently or maybe it has and this the writing team is so well <laughs> doing such a good job that you don't notice it right i mean then again ghost started off pretty well too yeah let's not jinx it um but yeah we we were yeah it pretty much been established that uh and we focus on on the patients. Yeah, I mean, it's simple, but like for how for all the stuff going on, you should have like your main writer that's like simple and identifiable. You know, you don't want it to be like too overcomplicated or like. Right now, he has his patients first. I know it's simple, but like you know, like for all the writer multiple like writer versus writer shows the decent ones anyway you have like what's the main hero's thing okay uh ryuki uh he's just a nice guy who wanted to protect people from monsters uh kabuto you know walk the path of heaven why watch godspeed love uh, and and later on in kabuto you figure more stuff out um Decade, decades problem is nobody knew what the hell what the story was because the show ran twice as long as it should and the the writer's room was apparently like rotating writers in and out like crazy. Um and Gaim's problem is like it tried to make Ryuki and then it didn't get what made Ryuki. Um and then this is doing good where it's simple, it's like, yeah, he's naive but he cares about the pain. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, if you make a naive character, make something good about them too. Because if you just make them naive and good, like that's crap. Uh, 
like give them something they're willing to fight for you know like uh kiddo like everybody just calls him an idiot but the thing is like yeah. uh <laughs> in the show like as it goes on like he rubs off on people just because like he's genuinely like wants to help people and be like a decent human being um and then like same thing with Emma was like yeah he's he's an intern and he just wants to save patients even though he kind of acts like an idiot i mean it's clearly rubbing off on hero a little right. bit right because like even in this he's like you know like you should save the patient what are you doing right yeah um so yeah the, after all that oh Emma deciding that patients come first he talks to the patient, dad, whatever, and finds out that the stress, uh, he does have a second stressor, as we mentioned, because, uh, the factory that he runs keeps having workers quit. Which must suck. Oh, yeah, man. Not uh, well then, is, does he go to the factory right after? Oh, well, pretty much. That, that, that's when jet the jet combat bugster or whatever yeah. uh, attacks the factory, blowing it up. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And they're all there, and well, we get our first fight scene of the episode, which is Snipe Tiger transforming and gets the gashat from the bugster, the jet combat gashat, without destroying the bugster. Yeah, that was amazing. And ends up taking the bugster hostage to force M to fight him because M's focused on. Yeah, I knew when I saw that in the trailer for the for this episode that was going to be pretty interesting. Uh, one thing that I thought was pretty messed up before before even. Uh, I guess once Tiger shows up, is that he's like, "Oh, I knew you'd be here." So I mean, he could have stopped him from just blowing up the factory, but he just waited for him to. Oh, it's pretty much established. Tiger's the giant dickle. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, those the workers survived, but yeah, that's pretty messed up. Yeah, I think Tiger's just so jaded. Like, fuck it, collateral damage. It happens. <laughs> Uh, and so yeah, he challenges Emu to a duel, him and Hira to a duel, uh, with their gashats on the line. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm just going to go into the show, uh, I don't know whether there was a translation thing or what. That wasn't very clear. Um, gonna jump ahead of me. I, I, yeah. I honestly made a QC note of this and ended up deleting it. He says Gashat, at least in the TV on translation. And I thought, um, he, he wanted both the transformation Gashat and the level 3 Gashat. What's yeah. interesting is, jumping forward, he only ends up taking the level 3 Gashats. Which is confusing to me, considering he was trying to take, uh, Mighty Action X earlier in the show. Yeah, I think he, he planned to do that, but like when Hero showed up, like Taiga's like, okay, I just better cut my losses here. Because like if, I think he's like, if I go to try to take their damn like basic forms away too, these guys are probably gonna be too much of a pain in the ass right now. Uh, especially because like, maybe he knows that like, uh, as later on, like he knows more about these damn drivers than anybody else. Like, maybe he just didn't want to risk what's happening to his body by just staying too long. Right. Right. Um, before this fight, uh, with the, yeah, he, he says put up, uh, Mighty Action X and Level 3 to Emu. But I think, like, yeah, once he, uh, Hero shows up, they just, he just settles for what he got and gets. Uh, also, you forgot about, I mean, it's hilarious how he just like, you know, beats up the Buckster 
like no problem. Um, but it con continuously shows in the show that he is the veteran. Uh, he's basically the most experienced fighter. Like it doesn't matter who's against him. He's basically, if he's like if he doesn't get his let his emotions get in the way, he can like basically take down anyone. Uh, I mean that's why graphite's kind of a problem because he he kind of gets under his skin a little too much. But what did you guys think of the Buckster design? It was pretty generic. It seemed to be it, because the a lot of the the past the level three Buckster system calling them the ones that had Chanbara beat robots and well i think compared to the the robots and the beat one pretty similar yeah yeah the, i mean it, it was pretty fitting compared to those it's just the yeah. the giddy giddy one was just so amazing i don't know i'd really like this one oh <laughs> uh, you did <laughs> yeah i i don't know i mean i'd really like it's it's just a damn fighter cockpit on top, but as like shoulder pads and chest armor, and it works so well. Especially when like Taiga gets his level three, and then it's basically the same thing. Like his helmet goes down all the way to his chest, and it's like a breathing system. And I was like, ah, oh, so clever. Plus like orange and stuff. I mean, I don't know. I I'm kind of more impressed because like. They made a fighter jet as opposed to like, you know, most time when we do planes, it's like just the propeller one. Like, how many of those guys did we have in Coast? I mean, they were fun, but yeah, like, whenever it's like a plane, guys, it always ends up being like a damn biplane or something. It was a fun design. Fun episode. Well, fun fight, that first one. Uh, anything else about that Buckster, you guys? No. Um, other than we then go to Hero being pissed that, uh, still pissed at Taiga that Taiga didn't save his girlfriend on Zero Day. Um, which kinda understandable. I'm sure we're not getting through that. Uh, I'm sure that thing will come to a head when we finally get closer to Killing off graphite. Whatever that is. Any thoughts on this, Dickie? Uh. I don't know. I, I mean, it's just he was using a proto gut shot. Like, can you really blame him? He couldn't even turn into level 2 with that proto uh, bang bang shooting gut shot. So, why are you so salty, dude? But, yeah, it's understandable. Yeah, I can see him still being pissed because, you know, you killed somebody he really liked. Yeah. Uh, but, I'm actually happier that he's still a little pissed about it because, like, oh, after course. episode 6, which was, you know, you guys are like, episode 1 was, like, the lowest in this show. I mean, by low, that just means it was decent. Uh, for me, episode 6, I think, was the lowest, because I'm like, what the hell, a hero just got over this, basically, in this episode, but, no, he still has that grudge, which I'm like, okay, at least that's understandable. But, I, I was still hoping for him to actually be, like, doing surgery, but I guess he, uh, Taiga's a radiologist, so he really wouldn't be doing surgery. I mean, he took down, I mean, as you see later on this episode, like, he was a pretty good fighter. He took down, like, basically all of the other, uh, Bucksters that were released back then. Right. And, like, just because Hero has a grudge doesn't mean Taiga was wrong. And, like, you saw, he was pretty fucking broken up that he got his ass kicked. And then, like, even more pissed that, like, after he did all that shit, and beat all the Bucksters, they just, like, tossed him aside and took away his freaking doctor's license. Yeah. And I think that's probably what's driving him, too. Right, like, because instead of being, like, one note where he's just a villain, I think he's more that he's just so jaded. It's like, okay, 
I did all this to save people, and then you just took away my ability to be a doctor, right? And right. then, and then, so all I'm left with is just to be a freaking writer. So only one of me, one of the, only one writer should exist because at least then I'll have something to do. I'm thinking that's what he's playing with. But like, yeah, maybe. But yeah, we we get through Hero being pissed and going. The patient finds out about the factory, and Amy promises that they'll go visit the next day, which is. A scene. Yeah, that was a great scene. <laughs> like the workers coming out. Well, before before they actually go to the factory, we we do have a cutaway to the Billings talking about the proto gadgets, um, and that they possess bottomless power, but using one will destroy your body. And it seems like this is the first time Graphite's really hearing about the proto gashets and from eavesdropping. So you you would think Graphite would know about the proto gashets. So that, that that's interesting. Thoughts, Dicky? Uh, well, I guess he kind of just thought that his bugster strength would be enough, but. It's clearly been shown that it's not, so he's all excited now that he's got a new way to level up, so to speak. Uh, and he doesn't really care about the cost to the body, because maybe it won't affect him because he's a bugster. Maybe it won't affect his body. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. They're like, maybe it only affects humans, but... Parado? Or... This is so annoying. Damn you, Japan, with your <laughs> ring yucks. Um, right, like, he just tells Dan that, like, you know, you, sh you should stop using the proto-gashats because they're shortening your life, so has he been using them? Also, like, was Taiga's original, like, because they refined it, and then they took it away, and then he got it back five years later, right? Like, you don't even know if he had level 2 back then. Maybe that's why you had to make that special bullet technique. Yeah. Right? Like, is that why he's dying? Because we only saw him as level 1 in the flashback. In the flashback, yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe that's why he's dying, because the proto he used the proto gashats too much. Only time will tell. Yeah. Also... That factory got attacked, like, was anybody else surprised, like, nobody freaking died? I mean, like, okay. <laughs> it's Toku. Yeah. yeah, it's that. Plus, it's also a factory, like, they're not going to come down that easily. But all he did was hit the roof, so I guess they had enough time to get the hell out. That's one of those, like, 50-50 things. Right. Yeah, but that scene was great. I don't know, man. It just hit me. I... Kind of teared up a little bit uh, <laughs> when, like, the workers are like, "Oh, the boss is back," and they're like all being like super happy and stuff. We're like, "Oh, it's, it's a great scene." And then the daughter shows up, and I'm like, "God damn, I feel like ass <laughs> because I don't feel <laughs> that emotional right now." I'm like, "Oh shit." <laughs> anyway, next. Uh the next is curiosity. <laughs> this was before that factory scene. Curia, after talking about the proto gashes, Curia actually calls Dan and challenges him to a fight. <laughs> I love how he just like calls him up. It's like, hey buddy, you what's going on? Pretty much right. right. Nobody trusts me now. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so after the factory scene is, uh, we start the main fight scenes of the episode. Uh, we start off with almost a triple attention, no on-screen transform. I, I don't think there were on-screen transformations, just sounds. Yeah, I think it just uh, like flashes pink and then cuts. Yeah, snipe, uh, snipe, x and brave all attention. And then it cuts to a commercial brave. <laughs> just like dang, right in the middle of a climax. 
we could have had a triple engine, but nope, commercial break. You know what? I mean, that was, but it's one of those, like, clever things the show does. It's like, you know it's a parted episode when they put the henshin in and all it is there, they play it fully, is just to part it out. Like, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. damn new Sailor Moon Crystal problem where it's like, they were just constantly adding the, like, full henshin sequence. It's like, okay, just treat it's it. It's better than, I, it is a better transition than Wizard jumping uh, down some stairs and then ending up in a forest after the commercial break. <laughs> well, he has a teleporting ring, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Toku logic. Um, but I've also seen like uh that fight in episode three when there's like you know three riders like basically going at it. They just like spread up the henshin. And this, it's like okay, man, nobody's really here for the henshin. Like just cut it and get to the fight. And I'm like, okay, show you're doing a smart move because you're like, all right. We only have a limited amount of time. We're just going to tell a good story instead of a damn padded story because this would have been a two-parter in any other show and it would have sucked. But this one, the the pacing is perfect. Uh, So yeah, commercial break and then we get Kyria versus Dan and Jenning. Uh, and then they both go level threes to get, uh, get, get humanoid fighting because... Otherwise, it's a bike fighting a dude with a bike. <laughs> yeah, would have been epic. I just had to it, ruin it. <laughs> okay, then you have to decide. Okay, is it Axel versus Beast, or is it um, Otto Vajan versus Beast? Otto Vajan versus Beast. <laughs> I know, right? So yeah, um. After that, they go three way. They they go three way over at the uh, level threes over at the three way battle, uh, and we get the debut of these show has weird form names. Yeah, I want to say it's combat shooter gamer, snipe combat shooter gamer. I don't know. They're it's weird names here. Curiosity to the rescue. Because the... Don't you have a wiki? I'm sure we have a wiki. I just... For, I, for some reason, I find myself de, uh, defaulting to Curiosity's site. A lot of the time. Kamen Rider Snipe Combat Shooting Gamer Level 3. <laughs> it's the full title of the core. This show has long form names. <laughs> well, uh, Kiviasahi's site does have them in English underneath. But yeah, it, it's a cool, it's a really, it's not quite as complex of a transformation from bicycle to humanoid, but it is a cool design with the wings and the colors of the blue and the orange work. Well, the j- the jingle, if that's not a homage to the Jetman opening, <laughs> oh, I don't know what, what is. Oh, totally. You guys need to no, just go what, to YouTube and play that thing right now. Dude, let's is, go. Uh, let's play go. the Jetman opening. What's funny is the uh, in the toy, the level two form, the jingle starts with the five notes that remind me a lot of Highway to the Danger Zone. <laughs> From Top Gun. Yeah. Which I have no idea if it's in Tintel or not, because that's another Jet game. Well, Jet movie that had a game, but yeah. Uh, I was just thinking of, uh, oh shit. Is it in, uh, Time Ranger? When you like see inside the mask and they're like, they have like the breathing. No, Old Ranger has that. I think. No. No, it was, uh, Go Go 5. Go Go oh, 5. Oh yeah, Go Go 5. Cause they were a rescue Sentai. It was for the smoke. I wish like, <laughs> I wish more shows would do that, but then like the problem is they'd have to make like super fancy helmets and toys to guarantee. Uh, I just want to backtrack a bit. 
I'm totally fine with them leaving out the triple henshin because uh Kidia's mid air level one to level three henshin is pretty awesome. I mean yeah, you, yeah. yeah, I like that a lot. <laughs> and, but that does resolve from last time the uh problems that from going from two to three he has to have somebody else yeah, yeah, go yeah. straight from one to three. Yeah, see, I thought it was going to go three straight, but I'm like, yeah, whatever. I forgot the level one existed for a second. Oh, yeah, you can do that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, after going jet combat, Taiga beats Hero and gets the uh, Doremifa beat Gasha. Um, he then releases the Bugster that he's been holding captive for Empty Fight. Uh, him being the dick he is, uh, I think we can all follow, uh, I think the words of the great Admiral Akbar are quite appropriate <laughs> here. Yep. The words, it's, it's a, a trap! trap. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, see, at first I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, he's doing a nice thing because, like, you know, <laughs> before he saved the patient too. No, just, just a trap. In episode robots. three, yeah. I'm like, alright, he's not like heartless, but then I'm like, this opportunity is too good. He wouldn't like just let this go in the middle of a fight, right? <laughs> and then, I guess technically it was, he was like, for him it's like, whatever, man. I can save the patient and get the thing I want, why not? <laughs> yeah. Right, like, I think if the patient was really going yeah. to die, he would have just like, alright, screw this nonsense, I'm gonna kill this so, monster. He also spouts once more, I'm the only writer needed doing that. Yeah, I think he's just trying to reconfirm it to himself. I'm sure this... there's a reason we'll get. Yeah, I mean, like, we can speculate, that's what this damn podcast is anyway. Right. Uh, I still think it's just him trying to, like, reaffirm to himself that, like, this is the right course of action, and, like, you know, the world spited him, and now he's just gonna freaking get his. It doesn't matter who gets in his way, it's happening. Which sucks, but, again, one of those things where it's like, it makes the writers fighting amongst themselves make a little bit more sense because they're not here because they hate the other writers. It's more like they got something to do and these guys are in the way. Right. And also, I mean, which also explains like once they get their shit together, these guys could actually work together. You know, like even in uh, in Ryuki, when they like fight, alright, some of them really want to freaking like off the other ones, but like if you give them enough time to like calm their heads down, like yeah, you can see them working together. That's what happened. Um, but this is a little more better set up for that for cooperation, where it's like yeah, they have internal problems. Like once they figure out that like not everything they do is in conflict with each other, like they could actually become a team. You know, so it's like a good balance of like animosity and potential like. Not friendship, at least team, teamwork. Also, did does freaking Braves level three just remind you of uh, Kota's freaking DJ gun? Oh, totally. Yeah. DJ you. Yeah, the wave effects are like Beethoven from last last year. Mm -hmm. uh, anything else about this? Uh, I really like the the critical strike. It really reminded me of uh, Zolda's final vent and just the sheer destructive power that had. I mean, Zolda's was just the best because, I mean, it just completely destroyed that industrial complex. But, I mean, this is still pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I don't think they can pull... Then again, Zolda has, like, a lot more armed up. Oh, yeah, dude, that, that final event had, like, laser beams and all this other crazy stuff going on. It was so amazing. 
But yeah, this is this one was pretty awesome too. Also, did you see like during uh yeah, this was that's what I thought too exactly. Like yeah, I'm like, wow, we're referencing this show's making a lot of freaking like early Hazer references. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Uh, actually even if it isn't intentional. Yeah, even show our references as we find out stuff later on. Um but very interesting shooting this episode because last time they were doing like camera work from like the Buckster's point of view. This time a lot of freaking drone shots. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, man. That was cool. Um like I don't know, man. The shots were so well done. Like because it'd be like fight fight and then like they'd change the shot, but it'd be like, okay, uh, snipe is aiming now, so it switches over to his like aim view, and then like, and then it swaps over to like a drone view. I was like, ah, oh, so mm-hmm. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, man, for how many writers they have, they're not skimping out on like matching these fights together as well. Especially because like, it's Toei. You would think that would be like slow to adopt technology, but apparently this year, freaking CGI and drones everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And it works so well, right? So far so yeah. good. Um and that that actually ends pretty much our main the, the main part of the yeah, the main storyline. I and we switch back to Laser and Dan. Well Kyria and Dan. Who when Kyria asks Dan why he's fighting, he says, It's the same reason you are. To find out why the bugsters are appearing. Because, uh, yeah, you think Dan would know, but apparently he doesn't. Maybe he's, Dan's doing, uh, Tron, Tron Legacy thing, where it's like, alright, I made this thing, and now, like, artificial intelligence is showing up, and it's like, I want to figure out why. <laughs> I'm sure we'll find out possibly towards the end of the show, unless we get a whole new set of enemies. I mean, we might. But yeah, we're getting yeah, new that writers. seems like something to find out at the end of the show. I mean, there might be new ones because, like, uh, didn't Graphite say that he's like, okay, with this I can become a ruler? So what? Is it like the Phoenix thing of he's just, you know, the people are holding his fun back or? I don't know. Um, they also mentioned that, uh, Dan, Kyria, probably Taiga, and Hero all have had an operation to be compatible with the Gamer Dragon. However, Emu has not had said operation, but can still use it. So I wonder what that means in the long run. Because I doubt it's more than just being a genius gamer. <laughs> I heard like an old well it's not an old theory but uh, like one of the earlier episodes I think I was looking through the forums or something and then somebody said uh, or maybe I was watching like a video or something um, and people are like maybe uh, like you know because Emma got into that accident like years yeah. ago right uh, and then his life was saved. Maybe it like split his bugster and his human form. Yeah, that that would make sense for the the old accident to have something to do with the reason why he doesn't need surgery. Maybe that's why. Like he might have like some partial bugster thing going on. He's just hoping it's not revealed in the uh yeah the the upcoming movie because that's annoying. Because we have to wait the what five six months to get that. Yeah, that would be annoying. <laughs> yeah, the surgery thing was interesting because it's like, oh wow, freaking show a writer callback with the, uh, you know, if you want to yeah. be a show a writer, you have to have an operation. Cyborg. So then the very pretty much end of the episode is Graphite has stolen a the proto. Drago Night Hunter Z Yasha. <laughs> Monster Hunter reference all the way. Uh, and says he can become a ruler with that, and 
Uh, there's not much to say there. Other than the next episode is... What are we calling it? Knock the Dragon Away. Which will be, at the very least, the debut of Kamen Rider X8 Hunter Action Gamer Level 5. Level 5? What? What happened to 4? Cheated. Here's a bit of spoilers. So far we have levels 1, 2, 3, 5, X, double X, and 50. Oh wow, okay. Uh, that's interesting. I wonder if they're gonna turn into giants by that oh. point. Oh! The levels are all over the place in Wait. this show and it's... Did they not do four because in Japan that's like a an unlucky number? It could be. I don't know. Be or weird. you know what it's gonna be? It's gonna be the villain, like the X A movie. It's gonna be oh, what level? I'm level four because death. Ah, uh, the yeah. The initial reports were this hunter action gamer was gonna be level four, but now they're every everything's saying it's five. So yeah, man, that form looks hideous though. <laughs> does. But yeah, oh well. We've gotten such nice ones that now we're back up to like throw random crap on the main rider. It'll work. We've got we've got the boost equivalent coming soon, so yeah, I guess that's good. What do you think, Decade? As long as it has a fun jingle, I'm okay with it. That's my policy. <laughs> it's got a kinda of fun jingle. Alright. I'm okay. looking forward to it. I mean, this episode had pretty good music, man. Oh, yeah, definitely. Jetto, jetto in the sky. Jetto, jetto. Jetto A total homage to the Jetman opening. I don't think so. What? You don't think so? This is Ryder, not Sentai. If it was Sentai, I would give it to you so 100%. what? There's been a ton of Sentai crossovers in... Freaking rider shows. I'm not buying it. Uh, you will Dude, buy Jetman it. Jetman is one of the biggest Sentais. They can make it. Here's the <laughs> thing. I guess it's all up to either the composer or the writer. Yeah. Who knows? But that's all I have to say for this episode. You guys got anything else? Uh, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> it was? Yep. Uh, fun ride. Hopefully, the next one is as good. I mean, like, this was so well done. For, like, half an hour, it was pretty much perfect. Because, like, the preview for this, I was like, oh, okay, this might not turn out so well. Like, that might right. just turn Taiga into, like, a villain starting this episode. And, like, yeah, they kind of made him more of an antagonist than he was. But it's also, like, He's supposed to be a danger now because, you know, he's level 3. So, it was pretty well done. I have more reservations about the next episode than this one, especially because that yeah. form isn't great. <laughs> but, that's all I got. Yeah, I think if the plot of these past few episodes has been any indicator, despite what the forms are like, I'm sure the plot will still be pretty great. Yep. So, I guess that's it, and see you next time. Yeah, thanks for listening. Later. <laughs>